Welcome to the Anxious Poets mini poemcast. I'm Adrian Scott. I'm the Anxious Poet. Sedition. Written on a February morning. Sedition, noun. Conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Under the autocratic and uniform blanket of snow lie the seditious flowers waiting to ferment their thawing rebellion, to poke through this late February dictatorship of whiteness. You cannot subjugate a good snowdrop. And even the daffodils in their yellow impudence are ready to demonstrate in phalanxes. Some radical camellias have escaped the straight jackets of their buds and are brazenly pinking it out in the veritable cold. We live much of our lives under that blanket of social snow the autocracy of normality, the sovereignty of rationality, where our animal self is subjugated by technological absolutism. But the soul will out, you know. It is a seditious force, marshalling all the disparate, rebellious parts we exiled, sending them as dropped spies by night, aiding the resistance. This is why we panic and get depressed. We are fermenting uprising against our Facebook page's need to repackage the uncontainable, to measure life in increments of progression towards conformity. There were those who, when the Roman emperors stopped persecuting them and press-ganged their faith, into imperial servitude, ran off to the desert, living in red caves and up stone poles. The sedition went underground and surfaced in saints. And as without, so within. I want to open a dialogue to have secret talks under the radar with my own seditious elements. Sedition, written on a February morning. Sedition, noun, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Under the autocratic and uniform blanket of snow lie the seditious flowers, waiting to ferment their thawing rebellion to poke through this late February dictatorship of whiteness. You cannot subjugate a good snowdrop, and even the daffodils, in their yellow impudence, are ready to demonstrate in phalanxes. Some radical camellias have escaped the straitjackets of their buds, and are brazenly pinking it out in the veritable cold. 
We live much of our lives under that blanket of social snow. The autocracy of normality, the sovereignty of rationality, where our animal self is subjugated by technological absolutism. But the soul will out, you know. It is a seditious force, marshalling all the disparate, rebellious parts we exiled, sending them as dropped spies by night, aiding the resistance. This is why we panic and get depressed. We are fermenting uprising against our Facebook page's need to repackage the uncontainable, to measure life in increments of progression towards conformity. There were those who, when the Roman emperors stopped persecuting them and press-ganged their faith into imperial servitude, ran off to the desert living in red caves and up stone poles. The sedition went underground and surfaced in saints. And as without, so within. I want to open a dialogue, to have secret talks under the radar with my own seditious elements. I began this poem in a cafe on Ecclesaw Road. I'd just come back I think from a, a session with my Jungian therapist and I'd been thinking and talking about um, the kind of autocracy of sameness that, that things like Facebook and social media in general create if we're not careful this image that we have to create of ourselves that we can put out on on social media or or just in general in relationships this idea that we all have to seek approval in some way which is powerfully symbolized by the like symbol on facebook or instagram or whatever social media the more likes you get, the more acceptable you are. And, and I was listening to Brené Brown recently and she was talking about the people, she calls them fitter inners, that uh, in order to negotiate our vulnerabilities, what we want is love and we don't realise that fitting in is not the same as being loved. So if we fit in and conform, somehow that will make us loved, that will make us acceptable. And, and that, um, that reality is really powerful for younger people, it seems to me. When I realized that a lot of the tools on Instagram for photographs mean that you can manipulate the way you look to make yourself look more acceptable to change your features, to smooth your skin, or make your eyes look bigger, or, or all of these things. And I was looking out of the shop window, and there'd been a heavy snowfall, one of those quick overnight wallop, and everywhere's covered in snow. And this particular snowfall, it had become very cold after it, so it had that crisp crust of whiteness over everything. 
But that morning I noticed in the garden that even though there was this kind of blanket of snow, this autocratic and uniform blanket of snow, as I say in the piece, um, that, that there were flowers like the snowdrops that are so hardy, and even the daffodils. And outside my front door, there's a, a beautiful pink camellia. And the camellia, even though there's a frost, the flowers don't seem to be affected. And they were all pushing through this blanket of autocratic uh, snow. Uh, pushing through this blanket of autocratic snow. And so I just started to, to reflect on this in the poem. We live much of our lives under that blanket of social snow. The autocracy of normality, the sovereignty of rationality where our animal self is subjugated by technological absolutism. And, and I was thinking, we, we'd been talking in the session about sedition as a word, as an idea in the inner world. Um, that, that there are parts of us <clears throat> that don't obey the same rules, don't have the same morality in our dreams we, we do all kinds of things that we would never do in waking life. And, and that there are parts of our psyche that are always seditious, that are always undermining this desire to fit in. And, and they're giving us hints and sometimes powerful messages about who we really are, not who we think we should be. So I, I, the poem turns on this line, but the soul will out, you know. It is a seditious force, marshalling all the disparate, rebellious parts we exiled, sending them as drop spies by night, aiding the resistance. So I think this is a, a benign force, a force for our deepest good, and, and it's undermining all of this social normality. And, and undermining our rationality with the depths of who we really are, that vulnerable, uncertain, yet wonderful self that we keep hidden most of the time. And Brene Brown talks about this great idea of, of, um, of being true to who we really are and that that might not make us fit in and it might not make us popular all the time, but if we can find that bedrock of, of acceptance of ourselves, which is in fact the hardest bit, then, then we become more real, more vulnerable, more prepared to, to what she calls show up in the world. This is why we panic and de get depressed. We're fermenting, uprising against our Facebook page's need to repackage the uncontainable to measure life in increments of progression towards conformity. And I thought those little increments were, were like the likes that you get. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't, if you post something that's authentic and that's really you, then fine, those likes, take them or leave them. But if it's something that's, that's trying to um, fit in somehow, and, and solve some inner conundrum about am I okay, am I, am I loved, then, then it's that increments of progression towards conformity. And, and then the poem changes its tone a little bit. 
There were those who, when the Roman emperors stopped persecuting them and press-ganged their faith into imperial servitude, ran off into the desert, living in red caves and up stone poles. This was the desert tradition in Christianity. This was a time when Christianity had become uh, an underground religion initially and then the Emperor Constantine embraced Christianity and became Christian himself and therefore the whole empire became Christian and it became an imperial religion and therefore that element of persecution and seditious underground practicing disappeared and there were those who were looking for something more radical for a way of expressing what they believed in that was more fierce and so they went off into the deserts of Palestine and Egypt and other deserts and sought to live in a fierce kind of solitude in small communities where there were uh, masters and disciples, there were desert mothers and desert fathers and they lived in caves and some of them even lived up stone poles and I found that idea really interesting that the moment that something radical like Christianity became the religion of the empire and was a form of social conformity then, then it went off and underground the sedition went underground and surfaced in saints it surfaced in these people who lived out in the wilderness and, and they collected their sayings, the sayings of the desert fathers and mothers, and they're these pithy aphorisms. Uh, go to your cell and your cell will teach you everything. So go and be silent and contemplative and that will teach you everything you need to know about yourself. Abba Poman said, had Moses not led his flocks to Midian, he would not have seen the one who was in the bush, the burning bush. Had he not been actually at the end of his tether, looking after flocks for his father-in-law, having murdered an Egyptian overseer, he would not have seen the one, the ineffable, the unnameable, she who is all, she who is, he who said, I am who I am. That wouldn't have happened. So there was a seditious element to this that when things had disintegrated and become somewhat irrational for Moses, that was when he had the encounter that was to be utterly seminal in his life. And so without, as without, so within. And I say at the end, I want to open a dialogue to have secret talks under the radar with my own seditious elements. I recently watched a program about the troubles in Northern Ireland and from very early on, after uh, in the 1960s, through the 70s, 80s and 90s, there were attempts made by the leadership of, of the British government and of the IRA to open secret talks. A priest tried to negotiate this, other people did. And, and in the end, that is what brought peace. There was a kind of underground, seditious... Uh, undermining of violence and we have so as without so within we have these underground elements to ourselves that are seeking to open a dialogue with us to bring us to a much more 
powerful understanding of who we are and of our darker sides and our shadow and and those things that in our dreams are, are maybe scary um, or or not quite rational or just make us wonder about ourselves and take us to a deeper place when we have those experiences of dissonance and and dislocation perhaps it is those seditious parts of us trying to open a dialogue under the radar to have secret talks with us or like spies dropped at night aiding the resistance to our our desperate need to conform to that which should not be conformed to. I want to open a dialogue to have secret talks under the radar with my own seditious elements. Sedition, written on a February morning. Sedition, noun, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. Under the autocratic and uniform blanket of snow lie the seditious flowers, waiting to ferment their thawing rebellion, to poke through this late February dictatorship of whiteness. You cannot subjugate a good snowdrop. And even the daffodils in their yellow impudence are ready to demonstrate in phalanxes. Some radical camellias have escaped the straight jackets of their buds and are brazenly pinking it out in the veritable cold. We live much of our lives under that blanket of social snow, the autocracy of normality, the sovereignty of rationality, where our animal self is subjugated by technological absolutism. But the soul will out, you know. It is a seditious force, marshalling all the disparate, rebellious parts we exiled, sending them as drop spies by night, aiding the resistance. This is why we panic and get depressed. We're fermenting uprising against our Facebook page's need to repackage the uncontainable, to measure life in increments of progression towards conformity. There were those who, when the Roman emperors stopped persecuting them and press-ganged their faith into imperial servitude, ran off to the desert, living in red caves and up stone poles. The sedition went underground and surfaced in saints. And as without, so within. I want to open a dialogue to have secret talks under the radar with my own seditious elements. <laughs>